0: Listening to a nine
1: to five. CC podcast. 2018, 2018. This is the theme song of 2018. It is not. Are you sure, though? I am. Google Google 2018 theme song and tell me what comes up that's better than that.
2: Surely the pop musicians of the world have provided us with something more appropriate. Do you want to? Um, I'm gonna actually, say hold it's,
3: it's uh, "Chun Li" by Nicki Minaj. That is definitely. Did, the you guys, theme song did you guys? Did you guys actually? I actually wrote
1: down in my. So this is listener, mm-hmm. uh, the nine to five entertainment system year in review. In review. Yeah, this is, our
3: annual tradition.
1: Yeah, dude. You know we've done this. I think this is our sixth or seventh year in review. Yes. We started this podcast in 2011, boys. Uh-huh. That's Can a crazy we
3: 2011? Can we
1: 2011? We should.
3: Welcome to our year in review. Of oh,
1: 2011. 2011. I was like, question though, did we do this in 2011? I don't think so. Because <laughs> maybe it was too new because we only started, I think, September 2011. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we didn't do a year in review. We should. 90S episode 180, put it in the calendar, uh-huh. will be our review of 2011. Our year in review. <laughs>
0: mm.
3: It's about damn time. Did you,
1: did, you guys, um, did you guys write a single of the year? I did. A, mus- single? a musical single of the year. I
2: actually did not. I haven't... I don't know if I've been listening to them. I think music. the song
1: of the year, and certainly the song that I quote the most uh-huh. of the year, is Childish Gambino, This Is America. Like, there are so many times where something happens, and I just say, This, this is, is America. America. I mean... Great music video. I'm a hip hop fan, so I also like the song. I know that you're so so on it, but like, I even love the track, the, the chorus breakdown, like the the gospel singing and the, like it's the definitely run. fun. I don't know if it's like something I'm going to return to over the years. Like if it if it if it appears on the radio, and I don't know in what scenario I'm listening to the radio, uh-huh. but if it like <laughs> <laughs> if that song plays on the radio, I will like turn it up and be like, I'm now enjoying this song. Mm-hmm. Like I I've watched the video, like. Numerous times. Great video. Great video. Yeah yeah, 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 and and like I said, like I, I heard the track before I even saw the video, uh, and then when the video dropped, I was like,
0: what?
1: Like I think it had dropped at the same time, but I like listened to it before because I was at work, and then when I said people were like, you need to watch this video. Yeah, yeah. That, but that would be my single of the year. I actually
2: and- in the on my head, I cannot pick out music from this year that that like I went back to over and over again. Yeah, on the way here, I was listening to the same like. The same Portishead mix that I've been listening to since I was, I was like,
1: born. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> uh, I, well, I mean, we can kind of just, dis- do you have a lot of music? Yeah, uh, no, I mean, I got, I got a yeah. single and an album. I a want to hear it. Single, really
3: single, liked. single. Single Best Life by Cardi B and Chance the Rapper. Oh, I hate you so much. I like that song so much. I, I, I listened to it. I didn't, didn't even hear, a hear it. A lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Chance album- really
1: bails it out. What? I said I'm not a Cardi B fan. I was like Chance really bails that song out.
3: Chance does really carry that song, but yeah. there's some
1: some parts where Cardi is, is, is fine in it. Did you hear the new uh the new Lil Wayne track? There's a there's an there's a track on the new Lil Wayne album. I think it's the Carter is it the Carter five? Four? I don't know. Whatever. The new Lil Wayne album that came yeah. out in twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. There is a Kendrick track where it's not as blatant as what was that track that you showed me? Where Lil Wayne's on it and literally every other rapper is just incredibly more talented than Lil Wayne. Like <laughs> like I think Common's on it and Kanye's on it and Cuddy's on it or something. It's like Kanye. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like, and eh, Lil Wayne, you're like some of the most like accomplished rappers of the time. And then Lil Musical Wayne, lyricists. Yeah, yeah. And then Lil Wayne just like saying yeah and do it a bunch. Yeah, it's not quite as bad as that, but it like it also sounds like Kendrick dumbed down his rhymes. Yeah. I like, was <laughs> like Kendrick Kendrick toned it down. Oh I'm rapping with Lil Wayne. I'll turn
3: it down a little bit. Uh, yeah, so Cardi B and Chance. And that's your Chance. track of the year? That's my, that's my track of the year. And, okay. and the, the flip side of that, my album of the year has been Queen by Nicki Minaj. I listened to that record a, a mm. whole lot.
1: Um, uh, <laughs> I know, I know. It's just... Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. More from Scott McIver. <laughs>
3: more of what you expect from Scott yeah, I
2: really no. <laughs> lady Rapper shooting with each I other I absolutely expected that Scott was going to
1: bring some hip hop albums I'd never heard of yeah, but it's not just hip hop albums that he's never heard of it's, it's um I want to say it? like prissy women who like to show off their
3: booties hip hop album <laughs> so Scott appreciates a booty Man, I do have no problem with that? I do follow Nicki Minaj on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not because of her cutting social commentary.
1: Didn't you follow Cardi for a little while and then stopped it because she like got too flaunty with her money? Was like, look at my $10,000 earrings. I don't care. Yeah,
3: exactly that. She she's kept showing a bunch of stuff. But Nicki kind of shows like her just kind of hanging out and playing with Instagram filters, and it kind of cracks me up.
1: Nicki's just one of the boys.
3: She is definitely not one of the boys. Also, when Nicki Minaj was on fucking Colbert, that, that killed me. Because? Because she made a rap about fucking him live on the air and made him turn purple. Wow. Nice. It was wonderful.
1: Huh. Stephen Colbert, everybody.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, Nicki Minaj.
3: Wow.
1: I was going to say the three albums that
3: uh started- Man, have you seen, seen Stephen Colbert's thing where he breaks down his love for one of the Chance the Rapper songs? With yeah.
0: Childish G- Gambino? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: God damn. That's amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: he's talking about like, like, the, like the the rhyme rhyme theory and the, like the references and like and what the, the, the alludes the, to the pattern.
3: And he cuts it back to uh, like
1: classic poetry and stuff. Like. Well,
3: no, he starts off with um, Gilbert and Sullivan, mm-hmm. and then he brings it back to fucking Tolkien because <laughs> he's <laughs> Stephen Colbert, yeah. and he does it with an authority and a level of research that is so stunning and surprising. It's Delightfully
1: amazing. nerdy. Mm-hmm. I would listen to a podcast about like
3: like people who you wouldn't expect to like hip-hop talking about hip-hop
1: no but 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 also like a dissection of hip-hop based on like classical like poetry and like just like in terms of like appreciating like the rhymes and the lyrical structures of it like in in not just like and it's gangster like and a good one but like people who know what they're talking about like vox
3: Vox music the the girl from vox music they do those videos Yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah yeah but that's it but
1: I would like a more in-depth. I would like Dan Carlin to make a hip-hop lyric podcast. Oh, man. That's what I want. Four hours of dissecting...
3: Hardcore history. <laughs> yeah, like... New York, 1982. Yeah. In
1: Brooklyn. <laughs> it's Brooklyn. It's going to be bad boys.
3: <laughs> bad, 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 bad boys.
0: Oh, talking um, about the Hill Gang? That'd be rough. Hip-hop. Uh, the, 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 so, the hip, so extreme in vulgarity
2: in old-school poetry, The one of the oldest poems that mm-hmm. are, is known, is Catulus uh, 16 by Gaius Valerius Catulus, mm-hmm. 84 BC to 54 BC. Oh. Um, it's well-known, uh Peticabo Ego Vos et Urambo, mm-hmm. is the name of the poem, which translates to, I will sodomize you and face fuck you. Oh, So there's, there's a, a rich tradition
3: of people fucking calling each other. Slam rhymes. Compare and contrast that to Nicki Minaj saying... DJ Khaled, we ain't speaking. Ain't no fat nigga. Tell me what he ain't eating, you know? Right. I think you call I, she called him fat. She called him fat and called him out for his uh, public statement of not going down on women.
2: Ah. Uh. Anywho, let's let's
1: bring it into
3: this. Anyway,
2: uh,
1: <laughs> the band that I I've and I. Oh, I was gonna say. Now what do you got, videos. Keith? Okay, uh Jungle <laughs> brought out a new album. Uh Jungle is a band that you should check out. They're like a like a, an eight piece like ensemble kind of like electro funk situation. I feel that electro-funk probably Electro Soul. Eight piece
3: ensemble, electro
1: funk. It's amazing, it's awesome. You should look up their music. Is this video. like a
3: response to the arcade fire and the the world that we
1: live <laughs> in now? They want more funk. Uh you should look up their video to watch uh I think it's like a four or five year old B girl dance to one of their songs in their official video and it's like it's mesmerizing how Hmm. A good this girl is at dancing and B the music
3: oh you said B girl and I instantly thought of Blind Melon I'm like (laughs) (laughs) that sounds awkward (laughs) there is no rain
0: (laughs) oh Uh,
1: yeah they brought a new album called Forever Uh, I also saw them at Oshiaaga and they were dope live like just a crazy party live Uh, Humans brought out the album Going Late Mm -hmm. I recommend that that too yeah yeah I listened to it it's good stuff too I was just trying to look, look at like and I think that uh, it may have been because I saw them live, but also I think it's probably their best album since *Demon* days. The Gorillas brought out *The Now Now*, which uh, yeah. is certainly certainly worth the time, in my opinion. Like I've downloaded
3: they, it and didn't listen to it, yeah, not even once.
1: Cool. I know they don't have lyricists like Cardi B and Nicki Minaj up there, but. <laughs> And, yeah, and I also, like, got to see the Gorillas live, which was certainly on my bucket list of bands I want to see, and they, like, absolutely killed it. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, those, were the, those are the three albums that I, like, found quickly off the top of my head that I, uh, like, albums that came out in 2018. I listened to a bunch of stuff, but, like, uh, like, for 2018 releases, those are the three that, uh, that stuck out in my mind. Hmm. I looked at movies. Yep. I'm sure we probably have a bunch to talk about about sure, movies. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, do you guys have a movie of the year? Yes. John? Mandy.
3: Mandy. Mandy. I tried to get
1: my wife to watch Mandy and it wasn't gonna happen. Mandy
2: is like why I watch movies. It's just like it it was uh it was thought provoking and it was beautiful and it was fucked up and it had was Nicolas Cage. It had Nicolas Cage up. I mean in and it.
1: that's like one of the reasons to watch movies on its own. And
2: it was it was like it, uh, insane and musically uh riveting and um I just I know why people will not want to watch it, and I'm okay with that. But that is exactly why I watch movies—is
1: for Mandy. I watched I w- it
2: twice, like one almost back to back. I was so. I excited. really,
1: really, really want to watch Mandy. Yep. Like uh, it was just—it wasn't—it wasn't hitting our our Saturday night vibe. Uh, and
2: and, and uh, that's okay. I can respect it. It's not yeah. going to hit most people Saturday nights.
1: Uh, I feel Sarah and I probably could, but it was just like we weren't yeah. in the mood for a, a revenge kind of thing. We ended up watching another movie that came out this year uh, called Hotel Artemis. Okay. Uh, kinda. John John Wick adjacent? Not okay. actually. So the the setting of this movie is it's twenty twenty eight. Like where where it skews the John Wick fails okay. is um it like tries to base a John Wickiverse in reality. And mm. I was like it almost would have been better if they left it in a in an ambiguous John Wickiverse kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So it's like it's a heist that goes wrong. Okay. It's 2028, uh, there's water riots outside also, which, I mean, if they had left things more ambiguous, I think it would have been better to the film. Um, if they had just been like, there's riots, and it's L.A., mm-hmm. and just, like, left it vague. And then a bank heist kind of goes wrong, and it's uh, an old hotel that has been refurbished to be a hospital for criminals.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, features the guy from, the, from This Is Us. Uh, features Dave Batista, features Jodie Foster as Crazy. the lead, as the nurse. Uh, Jeff Goldblum is in it. Charlie Day is in it. Like, How, what the hell is this? This is like all like not A-list people, but it's definitely it's like, like solid. It's, like it's a, a bunch of solid a, Bs. Yeah, it's like, like it's a
0: B to really B, solid B to B plus <laughs> players, like all over the place. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, and like and the entire movie basically takes place in the like hijinks of the hotel. Like, an assassin is basically trying to like lure the crime boss Jeff Goldblum into the hotel to ultimately murder him and there's hijinks kind of going on. Yeah. Like it it I th- I think part of his problem was trying to ground itself in like a in a pseudo reality. Mm-hmm. Like if it had just like if it had, if it had gone the John Wick route and been like it's fake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like or not it's fake but just like
3: it's it, in another place.
1: It's in another place and this is the rules. There's a special hotel, you have a, a special little Symbol on your wrist that lets you get scanned into, and you can get medical attention if you're any criminal, like Charlie. So Day is eight. this your movie of the year? No, 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 no. I'm Did just you, saying, it, it's it it made me think of. It was the movie that we watched instead of Mandy. Okay. Like, because it was we were down to two, and it was Mandy and Hotel Artemis. Uh, my movie of the year would be Hereditary. Okay. And I mean, if you haven't watched Still Hereditary, haven't seen it either, and I know you're doing yourself it, yeah. doing yourself a massive disservice. I don't think you're going to be able to watch it.
3: No, it's a horror movie featuring kids.
1: I mean, a young person has their head bashed in yep.
3: <laughs> i don't even consider that a spoiler i consider that fair warning fair, fair <laughs> warning like don't watch right. it smoking causes cancer this this kid has a their head crushed yeah oh, thank t- you the child a child
1: eats it real hard mm-hmm. um yeah no hereditary absolutely i think was the movie that uh just like stuck with me the longest like i still think about it and i'm like yeah mm-hmm. like, hereditary like the most i think surprising had a twist you like had had a mid film twist that like your jaw hits the floor hmm. like like to do that in like like a second act twist where you're like what and then throughout the entire movie, you still don't really know like I think the, the greatest accomplishment from hereditary and I, without necessarily getting to spoil it, because john you absolutely should see it, yeah is that you can watch the movie uh enjoy it from start to finish and you still don't necessarily know if anything supernatural actually occurred or if it was all in a crazy person's mind hmm. kind of like kind of like the best reading of the descent with while well, the descent kind of maybe I don't think necessarily executed as well hereditary you're like oh no like i've heard people be like it's absolutely supernatural and i'm like what characters were around in the last scene and they're like like the crazy one and i'm like yeah so are you sure you know like yeah as a viewer the the final act seems to be fully supernatural. But then when you think about who's around mm-hmm. witnessing it, you're like there's not a lot of like reasonable thought <laughs> coming up here in the climax. Like Awesome. You're yeah. you put
3: it over that, that Krasinski one? I would the put quiet it over place. I would put it over quiet a quiet place. place. Yeah yeah yeah.
1: Because yeah. um, people loved a quiet place. Quiet Place was extremely good. Didn't ha- like it was but it was like a premise that I was like it was a well executed premise. Like, I was like, I watched Quiet Place and I was like, whoa, that was a cool idea, and it did it well. That was my, like, experience with Quiet Place. I wasn't, like, thinking about it to be like, wait, did I, like, did I see that in that oh, scene? No, no, I can. Having yeah.
3: not seen A Quiet Place yet, I, I want to, but I haven't seen it yet. Yep. It made me think a lot of Pitch Black. Like, yeah, 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 like yeah Kind yeah. of a, a, a play on. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, on, and, it, and I think thing.
1: A Quiet, Quiet Place was super cool also. Like, Quiet Place was definitely on, uh, among, I would say Quiet Place might have been my second favorite movie of the year. Over there, Annihilation? Well. Didn't do it for
2: you? I think Over Annihilation. We talked about that for, for forever.
1: Uh, yeah, I bet I think I was the biggest naysayer on this podcast, though, on Annihilation. Probably, you guys were yeah. into it a little more than I was. Yeah. Like, I, I enjoyed it, but I was like, yeah, Quiet Place, I would say, beats Annihilation. Have you seen yeah, Quiet Place? I didn't Place? see either. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, The two best horror movies of the year you didn't see. Yeah, but you didn't yeah, but see but Mandy. It, Mandy was the best horror movie. Well, of the year. I
3: almost did. Yeah. Uh, other movies? Black Panther. Is your movie of the year? Yeah, I, I but, couldn't even finish it. I did not see enough. You don't like hip hop very much. Yeah. (laughs) But (laughs) Black Black Panther did superhero movies as well as superhero movies can be done.
1: So Over Thor Ragnarok?
3: Um I, I think Thor Ragnarok might have been 2017. Thor Ragnarok was a 2017. Was it? It, was
1: a, it was a late 2017 release. But I would al- I would also argue that Thor Ragnarok is not necessarily a superhero movie. It's a movie about like super powered people. Like mm-hmm. in the traditional like a man like fighting for, like fighting for the right and whatever. Like Thor is fighting his way off the planet. It's not quite the heroic endeavor of like, all. fighting it's, to defend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like I'm not saying it wasn't a Marvel movie. It wasn't yeah. a comic book movie. But it wasn't like.
3: Thor's okay. not a well, if superhero. If it was then, 2017, I respectfully withdraw it from the conversation.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was going to say no. Neither one of no, you honest, said. It.
3: Honestly, if I was going to go back and, and watch one of the two of them again, I'd probably want to rewatch Thor now. Yeah. But, so uh, uh, good. <laughs> Black Panther did one a really good superhero movie that had a villain that was interesting that yeah. you could understand their motivations. Kill and something. Kill Gore. Kill Killgrave. Killgrave. No, Kilgrave is from Jessica Jones.
1: Mmm, that's yeah. purple man.
3: Um, Killmeister. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, and two did it with a fully black cast and met with you know massive praise. And while that is not something that I needed from a superhero movie, I feel like it was something that. Go on, Keith. Yeah. It was Killmonger, okay? I wasn't, like, I wasn't <laughs> out of my mind, the bad guy in Black Panther is Killmonger. <laughs> yeah, Michael B. Jordan, too. Yeah. Killer. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> made made a, a giant blockbuster film with a, a almost nearly completely black cast. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. That succeeded. That succeeded, and yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. It's, its success kind of puts a lot of people who were naysaying yeah. the, the decision to do that in, in their place, puts them down, and they, mm-hmm. they didn't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I needed to watch more movies, but I was looking at my list, and a lot of things that I would written and seen this year were from the year previous, because uh-huh. I didn't get out to the theaters a whole, yeah, yeah, a whole yeah. bunch. Did you get to the Ballad of Buster Scruggs? You said you were going to take a look at that. No, but I finally sold my wife on it.
2: So, Good. Yeah. it's it coming soon. Keep it up,
3: because that, that's my number three and on she's, the list. She's yeah. a big Coen Brothers fan, yep. so it wasn't a super hard sell, but like, True Grit kind of left it really flat. so
2: You just got to power through the first sing-along section.
3: The, we watched the trailer, and the yeah. trailer was so excellent that she yeah. was like, oh, yeah, I could... I could True
2: Grit's
1: a slog, though.
3: True Grit eh. is a slog. But, I yeah. mean, the great westerns are all slogs. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hateful Eight is a powerhouse oh, hey, performance, right. but it's, it's a slog at the same time. Hateful hey,
1: Eight is the first movie I watched in this house. Huh. we didn't have cable yet but i was like yo we have it on blu ray i the, the Hay- good, the the bad. Blu-ray. that's Blu-ray
2: riveting go back yeah go back to like the the once upon a time in the west right you uh, want so you want mm-hmm. slow okay, get yeah, ready. did you
1: did you guys see uh, it on the L. la josie wales Yeah, but 70 so yeah, Very, very blue low. Low. but great the 75 millimeter pressing of faithful eight Sarah and i saw it in toronto with mm. the overture at the beginning so it's like like you sit there like it was like the full screening of it so you sit there for like 15 minutes with just like Hateful eight, eight on the screen, listening to the overture. That's, That's how amazing. the movie starts. And I was like I was like, I am so into this. I was <laughs> like, I'm pretty ready for the movie to start. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like oh, and what's, be,
3: what's the other one? The, like the art house ones, like um, the Assassination of Jesse James by the but, Coward Robert Ford. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah that is a, a slow ass movie, <laughs> but yeah. but great. Yeah, yeah Slow but, West, which you should check out, is on the list. It, it's also like that. It's and great also, and slow. If
1: you watch Hateful Eight with it, because Hateful Eight also has the intermission because mm-hmm. they had to switch reels because it was the that's we watched it on the on the film print. Uh, if you watched it in cinemas, did it not have the recap? Because someone told me that it doesn't have the recap post intermission like if you if you guys saw it in theaters, Oof. I don't know if you saw it in theaters. I'm pretty sure if you watch it after the fact that it has the recap, but because I think because uh Tarantino is a monstrous mm-hmm. film nerd, mm-hmm. he was like, no, there won't be an intermission like recap for people who didn't see the intermission, like so yeah, you have like a ten minute intermission in the middle <laughs> of the movie, and then he comes back and he's just sort of like, if you remember and it's like Tarantino who does it, yep. like and then like yeah. resets the thing, and he's like. And we resume the story, <laughs> and then like in like a cut, I was like, "The That's best, uh, yeah. Yeah, But I, back
3: back to 2018. Back to 2018.
1: Um, they also they made a movie of a book that we all loved, and the movie was kind of crappy. Ready Player One. That's the one, yeah. buddy.
3: But yep. it was crappy.
1: But it was crappy. But I'm just saying. But it did happen.
3: Yes. <laughs> I mean, okay. You know, for a book that was not not a work of art. No. But but it's such a, a, a grabbing of our nostalgia. Yeah, just a, a firm grasp of it. For a movie to try to overreach, yeah, and still come up short is really weird.
1: The movie just screamed references. I did not hate the movie as much as you guys did, but it was just like it didn't have like an understanding of the reference. It was just disposing of the references. They were just sort of like, "Hey, do you like D and D? I played D and D once." Moving on to the next line, and you're like. It doesn't really speak to the core of why I like D&D, the way that, like, a, a guy who read uh, the Tomb of Horrors module and knows that you can walk through it and, like, knows how... You know, like, that's what the book was about. The book was, like, being like, here are things that you know. The book, the movie was just... It was a dumbing down in order to rope in more audience. Yep. That
2: was it. It was a terrible, terrible roping in. It was mm-hmm. miserable. Did Fuck it, you, Steve. Did it make a lot of money? I'm sure I am sure think so. It made... Probably not what they were expecting.
1: Yeah, no, I know it was, it was not, um... A wild success? Not a wild success, but I don't think it was a disaster. I think it was also one of those crazy movies that, like, did well worldwide. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure,
2: like, sure. those was, like, uh... Because they
3: pumped so much money into the trailer oh, sure. of the movie. Well, it was Steven Spielberg, right? Like, he... Yeah, I, I feel bad. I feel like that could have been a made-for-TV movie done Whoa. by Sci-Fi it and that made have... five hundred and
1: eighty-two million dollars on one hundred and
3: seventy-five. Christ, damn it! And,
1: that, and to be fair, though, that like apparently underperformed, right? Like, like they were they were predicting uh, a like billion-dollar enough... franchise, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, but world, but again, it didn't make its money back domestic, right? It was one thirty-seven domestic. Hmm. So, it, but then worldwide, it made it four hundred and forty-five million dollars because they were
3: like, it's kids and race cars, I guess. Again, I feel like that movie could have been a, a two-part, four-hour TV show for sci-fi that would have really gotten it right. Yeah, like, le- yeah. less
1: special effects, more, like, deep dive into recreating every scene from the film Wargames. Games. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> kind I mean, of, you know, weird, but yeah, the,
3: the whole
2: episode in the Tomb of Horrors, every room artfully recreated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, they just did a- just like
3: a good five minutes of playing joust on screen.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah.
3: Boop, 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 boop. this is really boring and awkward, and now I can understand why the fucking hunters are dedicated. Yeah, exactly. Because like, the movie made it seem like everyone should be a hunter because this is fun. Yeah, not, no, it's not. Not playing Joust
1: over and, <laughs> over, and <laughs> over and over again. Yeah, exactly. Being yeah. real good at Joust. Like, yeah. like the
2: <laughs> Okay, we're talking about a bad
1: movie. Uh, I was going to say you talk about a bad movie, but I had this, I had this moment prepared in my okay. mind when I was thinking Here about is. this. I legitimately enjoyed Ready Player One more than... Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> really? Yep. Which I'm which I'm sure is both of you guys, maybe not top 3, but like you, you guys both really enjoy. it. Isn't
3: even on my list, but I and, um, I did really enjoy it. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was okay. Fucking everything that was wrong with Ready Player 1 they got right in if in an Infinity War. Really? Yeah, explain. I feel like they took a big cast, took lots of references, took lots of pop culture icons and gave them moments. I suppose and and I, I feel like there was nothing that i went into infinity war expecting that didn't deliver mm. i did i did not enjoy it with infinity the anymore. exception
2: of our podcast i have not thought about it for a split second since uh, i watched it mm-hmm. that, that's how much it affected me it yeah and like okay. and it was the it culmination
3: happened. of a decade so you haven't of... seen the trailer for the, the next one no <laughs> sad superhero saying sad things to the screen yeah <laughs> the yeah the movie yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's it. I mean, I, I'll, all I seen, I think, was the teaser where it's just... Oh, no, no, no. But, Captain but
3: America crying. no but Iron but the tr- Man delivering his his, his death soliloquy death de- to huh Although
1: although it does have... Uh,
3: Paul Rudd showing up at the but end. But it's the best because they're like,
1: everything, everything is all gone to hell or whatever. And it's sure. like, uh, Tony is like giving sending his death message like recording it into the iron man helmet because he's gonna he's like food ran out he's like water ran out he's like oxygen's gonna run out he's like i hope you i hope this message finds you because i guess the iron man head will survive yeah um he's but just anyway, recording his goodbyes yeah exactly so it's like it's like it's really dark and whatever and like the m- final moment in the trailer though which which made me happy that it exists is it's just like you just see like paul rudd like in front of a camera just like waving it's like captain captain america it's me ant-man we met at an airport once. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that time I got really big.
0: Yeah, exactly. I got can really you, big.
3: You know me. <laughs> can you buzz me in?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I was just like, I oh, just look. We met at an airport once. I was like, oh. I was like, don't. I hope because it's going to be real easy to make this movie go full grim dark. Like mm-hmm. just everybody's dead and it's super serious. Don't go DC Marvel. Don't go into DC territory because that
3: that trailer was just your your favorite <laughs> heroes sad. <laughs> Come yeah, exactly. see the movie.
1: But, I mean, I, I, like the only one of the Guardians of the Galaxy that's alive is Rocket. Yep. Like, I was like, I don't want to hear sad Rocket. That's oh, it's not rocket and,
3: and Nebula?
1: Oh, yeah, I guess. But Nebula. is, Nebula's barely a guardian. She is now. Yeah, she's, she's guardian totally adjacent. Number two. She's guardian adjacent. Okay. Uh, uh, speaking here, of movies here, here, in 2019, why, though, man, here's, holy here's shit. Here's why
3: I'll put Infinity War props. Spider-Man's goodbye is fucking sad in that movie. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's that's not that's not a nice thing to to do to audiences. I was actually like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Tom Holland, yeah, espe- especially since life. it
1: was like Spider Man's like first real adventure, mm-hmm. like his first like actual like superhero tier adventure, and he disintegrates. You're like, sorry, sorry, Spider Man. I, I thought that
2: was a selling point of the film. They had mm-hmm. the balls to actually do a little bit of it, even I, though it's all going to get reversed exactly. in the next that, movie. And, like, and that no ultimately, impact.
1: that yeah. ultimately is what removed my. Like, I I feel I would have had so much more respect for Marvel Studios if they just had untitled Marvel projects for the next three years. You know? Like, so we didn't know. But we, like, we know there's a Spider-Man coming. We know yes. there's... Like, it just... And, like, sure. You know, like, would that have really impacted sales if they had untitled Marvel movie for, like in the release. There's so much money going into the hype train for
3: all of these. But things. you
1: could have kept the hype train going knowing there's three Marvel movies, but not knowing what they are they're, They all make a billion dollars.
2: Does not matter? Like the there's name? no way you can keep
3: the 900 people working on that movie quiet about what they're working Never
2: on. mind the 10,000 like digital artists that,
0: that yeah, have to I work guess. on every frame of it. Yeah.
1: Um, the other movie that I want to put uh, onto honorable mention was Isle of Dogs. Oh,
3: that was oh, this I year. Wanted to see it. Yeah,
1: it yeah, was uh, early that. this year. I think it was like a January, or so January, or February release. Yep, uh, yep. yep. Uh, the, nice. the we- another Wes Anderson stop and stop, another Wes Anderson stop Anderson film, stop motion animation mm-hmm. film uh, about dogs. Absolutely delightful, charming, super, super, super charming. Yeah, um, and just you know, a plus Wes. Yeah.
3: Well, while we're still talking about the year in movies, let's talk about some of the other big whiffs. Swing and misses. Uh, solo, a Star Wars story. Oh yeah. I, I wouldn't give it, like, a total
2: whiff. It, it wasn't a like, full swing. It anyways. wasn't a full whiff. It was just not anything.
3: We didn't talk about Deadpool 2. I didn't see it. That's all right. I'm, yeah. I'm waiting for the PG version. It's
2: out not now. This it's out now.
1: But you've heard about the PG version, right? No. So they're doing a PG version. <laughs> he gets
2: one fuck and somebody steals it from him. Ha <laughs>
1: No, 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 no. Even but better. It's a, this this e-
3: is a fucking amazing plot point. Yeah, no,
1: no, no. So there is a whole bunch of new footage that is included in this PG version. Okay. Because Deadpool has kidnapped Fred Savage and duct taped him to a bed so that he can tell him the story of Deadpool 2, just like Princess Bride. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it's such, the framing of the PG. And he's like, and then a bunch of bad words are said. You know? Just like in Fred. But like Fred Savage is like, you know, he's like, quiet, you're a 40-year-old man and let me tell my story. <laughs> And
3: and Fred Savage is not quietly playing the part. He is fucking livid. It's That's amazing. Kidding. Yeah,
1: exactly. He's like, you're like my fifth or sixth favorite Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> like,
3: no. I'm I'm a Marvel movie. No, you're not.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: you're not like. But you're not like a real Marvel movie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Marvel movie. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. No, it looks That's good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like not certainly not enough to get me into theaters to rewatch Deadpool 2. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Jurassic
3: but, World Two, Fallen Kingdom. That happened. Uh, yeah. 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 That was bad. That was a bad movie. That sucks. Big budget, big stars, bad movie.
1: Yeah, and it was a... Uh, you know, that was, like, I think also... And it was it was riding off of the, like, unexpected success of Jurassic World, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, Jurassic World was, like, a, a big budget movie that was hoping for, like, a big return. And it did, like... Amazing. It did that and more. Like, people yeah.
3: were like, dinosaurs yeah. are the best! And then it did exactly what... It did exactly what the second Jurassic Park movie did.
1: More dinosaurs, now put guns on their hands. I don't know Oof. if that happened, but, I mean.
3: No, but if it not a dinosaur jail? One, there's a dinosaur jail. Two, there's a dinosaur auction. Where they sell dinosaurs to, like,
1: to arms dealers? Russian mafia people. Yeah, they're like, would you like to buy a dinosaur for your private army?
3: We have kidnapped the Stegosaurus. Stegosaurus? Not a, not a Velociraptor? We well, only then they, have a Stegosaurus. Then they <laughs> genetically manipulated another dinosaur, except this time. It's a raptor.
0: Oh, no. Guess what?
3: It gets out. Oh, no. It wreaks havoc. And it eats the Weasley lawyer. What a twist. Oh, fuck that movie.
1: Oh, man. Wait, a lawyer gets eaten? No, you know. no. Uh, do you have a worse movie, John? Nope. No? You're like, no, I only want to celebrate the best. I thought this was a celebration. Nobody thing. saw Venom? Oh no! no. I've heard it, I heard I it, it was it. miserable. I've heard very mixed things. Yes. Yeah.
3: I didn't see the Meg. I wanted to see the Meg. Oh, I saw
1: Ladybird Also, Ladybird I think has a has an honorable mention for me. Ladybird was, was that there. this year? Yep.
3: I think that might have been last year.
1: Literally looking at it, 2018, mm-hmm. Ladybird. Yeah, Ladybird Bird was also uh, also quite worth it. Mm. <coughs> I want to talk about what are you on? Television, you TV? television, TV? Sure. video games, TV shows. I got I got TV. TV. What do you guys got? I I watched a lot of TV, and then when I realized it that uh, all of the new shows like. New shows that I watch were Netflix shows. So, I, mean, uh, I have the same thing. I have three Netflix shows to talk I plus, about. So I'm going to throw
3: in a non-Netflix show then. What is oh. it? The Terror. What's the Terror? <gasps> Holy Explain. shit! If you're Explain not seeing this, the Terror. No, it is a pair of ships mm-hmm. trying to discover the Northern Passage through the Arctic. Oh. that gets stuck in the ice. Oh, eat each oh, other. I've heard of this. The yeah.
2: Erebus and the Terror. Yeah, and they yeah.
3: fucking go nuts. And it's amazing. Eat it is. It. it is a eight episode series. Uh, that is dark and creepy and full of like the understanding of the the nightmares that they're having mm-hmm. like they they are stuck in a in a slow death and they don't always understand exactly what they're witnessing and it's presented as supernatural even though you can know that it's not mm-hmm. like that is that is a polar bear that is not a snow demon that is hunting you down.
0: Like, but,
3: uh, what was that movie?
2: Ravenous. So the, that was great. You remember the music in that? The
3: craziest music. <laughs> well, but more like a little bit like 300, right? Like, if you're a fucking Spartan and you've never seen a rhinoceros, it looks like a tank charging. Yeah, actually. yeah. And but, they're like, and they're wizards.
1: And they're just like, you know, like, super, like not supernatural. They're just
3: like medieval that's, grenades. That's a, that's, that's a rhinoceros. You've never yeah. seen that before. And yeah, it would look super freaky to you. Yep. So hold
2: um, on. This, this is like a, it's like the re- a retelling of the story. Of, of the, the Franklin crew. expedition, yeah. and then,
1: but it's done in a like a vaguely supernatural sense. thing. That like, is amazing. And and like, at one point, like, the, 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 rudder the rudder gets as frozen. told by like a, a superstitious old sailor who is like telling it as he
0: recalls. Well, it. kind I of mean, as it except happened, except that everybody
3: dies. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like the rudder gets frozen at one point, yeah. and someone yeah. has to go down in a dive suit to try to chip the ice out. And between the cold and the pressure and the fucking terror of being stuck in the Arctic, yeah. he starts to hallucinate, and it's like a sea monster. Is there something under <laughs> yeah. there? And he comes out and he's just fucking That's awesome. It's I am into this show. man. It's I've so read so good. much about the Franklin Expedition. I'm I'm uh, uh yeah. fine. It's so good. It's well acted and it's 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 creepy and isolated and mm-hmm. slow burn exactly what I love in, in, in horror nice. and television.
2: And it's a terrible, terrible story. I mean yeah, yeah, a yeah, whole yeah. lot of guys <laughs> cannibalized each other and died. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of cannibalism, uh-huh. your
1: favorite TV show? The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. saying. Yep. What, it was fun. It was. I mean, what, I, don't, I feel this is more of an honorable mention than a necessarily a full full buy-in.
3: Sure. Because it's not great. It's just so good to watch. Yeah. It's just. You. It still just, haven't touched it.
1: So it takes place in this like modern world where everything is also kind of the '70s, and it's unclear <laughs> if it's modern or not. And it just, like, it goes back and forth between being, like, kind of a high school drama and then, like, some of the most, like, grisly supernatural horror you've seen. Like, mm-hmm. but, stra- when I say cannibalism, it's, like, people are, like, let's just tear this woman apart and eat her because
3: that's the ritual, I guess. But presented in kind of, like, a Shrug. Tales of the Cryptkeeper way? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> just it's super weird. Like, are you finished with it? No, I'm not finished. Right so yet. I've been told I'm, I've doubled back on another TV drama.
1: Sam, uh, sometimes friend of the website, Sam said that like literally the season finale pulls the trigger on every insane plot point that it can. Excellent. Like where I'm just sort of like, and there's a so many weird plot points just like floating around. And like you know
3: what? I'm not surprised because I'm sure the the showrunners are like, we only get one shot at this. Yeah. So let's <laughs> there just, is a good chance we are not coming back next year.
1: Let's just crank it to eleven, and then yeah, apparently, and then and it got. A Christmas special. <laughs> so like, it's like they, they, they had, like, Chilling Tales of Sabrina, and then, like, a month ago, there were just sort of, like, Christmas special coming out December 14th. <laughs> like, I guess, like, huh. a... Yeah, just all over the place. Uh, is it Kiernan Shipley? Kiernan Shipley? The, uh, the girl who plays Sally Draper yep. from uh, yep. Mad Men plays Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. I would also give it props for one of my other picks for similar reasons, is that the characters are convincingly high school kids, They're not like dudes in their 20s playing high school kids, looking at you every other high school show 20s <laughs> are you kidding me sometimes he's like james Mag- vanderbeek was 32 yeah toby
3: mcguire was high school peter parker
1: yeah Ugh. yeah exactly that's it but yeah the other show that i uh sabrina was amazing i mean i think uh well amazing yep. i'm gonna do one Ultra What's carbon
2: good. so I, yeah. I initially i did not like it and then I, w- I went back and just fucking relaxed a little bit and it's it's a film noir set in a dystopian cyberpunk future yep. with samurai Fucking ninja hackers and every every part of it was I've just delightful. Two episodes so, of it, and you just have
1: some fun with it. I, f- I just I'm gonna be the book with better. Like I, f- well, I made a,
3: I made a mistake by reading the book, and I'm glad you like the book. More people should like cyberpunk fiction. More people should make cyberpunk. Absolutely. The, I, I
1: think the worst part is the worst part. or well not worst part, but it was like. I didn't even read Altered Carbon because it was a Netflix show. I read Altered Carbon because I finished Snow Crash, and it was, like, recommended reading after Snow Crash. And I was like, hmm. Altered Carbon. And I was like, blup, blup. And then they were like, Netflix show. And I was like, neat. And then I read the book, and then I watched the Netflix show, and I was like, no.
2: Yeah, there's <laughs> like, a whole I lot of the campy shit that happens. I right?
1: recommend the book, like, honestly. Like, the book yeah. is a lot of fun. If If you liked the show,
0: mm-hmm.
1: from having watched two, three episodes of the show, it's every idea in the show, but, like, more expanded on right. – so, wait, you no, know, like, and I don't, and that's no knock on the show. The show, I was like, if I hadn't read the book, I would have probably been into it. Yes, because dystopian Blade Runner style, mm-hmm. meths, you know, Methuselah's the hotel, the hotel, the hotel shooting, AI was the hotel great. shooting up the people because he you he you checked in. It's amazing, mm-hmm. super fun. Uh, Everything sucks, which only had one season on Netflix and then got canceled. It just spoke special to me. It's about high school in the nineties. Okay. It, it tried to it tried to do like Stranger Things, but with nothing supernatural in the nineties instead of the eighties.
0: Mm.
1: You like speaking like AV Club kids in the nineties without necessarily needing to rescue the world speaks a lot to me. <laughs> like, in high school, I was like I was an AV Club in the nineties, and there was certainly no Demi Gorgon to save my town from. Like I recommended both to you guys. You should watch, but it got canceled for one season, so you could just you could just knock it out. Right. Show of the year.
3: Daredevil, oh. God damn! I I love superheroes on television. I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I watch Arrow. I watch Flash. I watch Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl. Mm-hmm. I watched a lot of Gotham. I watched a lot of Did fucking you? Agents all, of Shield. All of that stuff
2: is garbage, but but Daredevil season three was not. do
1: you see that the final season of Gotham is going to have teenage Batman fighting teenage Bane? Oh, Get God. ready for
3: that. No. I'm, ooh. <laughs> and. Like Flash isn't bad. Flash knows exactly what it is and it does it. Yeah. And same thing with Supergirl. Arrow Woo. Arrow is work. And Don't it, do that. Why do you make yourself? Yeah, there's work so much because TV so because, because the agents of, of SHIELD and, and Gotham have 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 been punished by not, not being watched. So I gotta do it somewhere. But it was so good to see Daredevil season three come mm-hmm. up and be just great.
1: It's so sad that they're all gone. It's
3: so sad that they're all gone. And we're getting a little bit more. We're getting a little bit more of Jessica Jones and Punisher.
2: Yeah, I think they're they're doing a whole other season of the both
3: of them. Because they're already in production before the weird Netflix Marvel fight started. Right, right,
2: right. So
3: I'm going to finish up with that stuff. And then that'll that'll be it. Even Charlie Cox was sad. He had an interview. Hmm. He was like, yeah, I I would love to play Matt Murdock again. That would be great but we're probably not. So I don't want to say that and get everyone's hopes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not just fans, but like the people I work with, like I don't want any other actors to be like, Oh no, I'm not going to take I this wonder, contract. Though,
1: like, I really wonder if they're in a position to, to grab the whole show. Cause that happened to Brooklyn nine, nine this year, right? Like it was a show on Fox. Huh. Fox was like, you're canceled. NBC was like, we will take the show and all of its stars and assets in like, wow. Yeah. Like, so they just like Brooklyn nine, nine next year is just going to be on NBC. Same show, same cast, same everything. Like, same crew. New channel. New channel, yeah. So mm-hmm. I was like, I wonder if Marvel will just Marvel, be Marvel like,
3: Disney will have to do fast, though, because as soon as people... Yeah, everyone will sign, uh, sign contracts. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, it happened within three days. Yeah. And they were able to get everyone before they signed off on other yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. You don't want to be in, like, an American God situation. Like... Because <laughs> <it, laughs> you heard about American God. Six I didn't know episodes. this story. Well, six episodes, and then it was like got released and they were like, well, this is where we're renew for the second season. They're like, we actually have people like, like working actors like Ian McShane and like Jillian Anderson and like whatever else like that. Like we could do a second season, but like in like a year, year and a half, like all these people are working actors who are yeah. now on other contracts. So like full Ian year McShane's off. Shane's a busy boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like full year off before they can, they can return to American gods. Cause it was like a bit of a sleeper hit that they renewed late. Hmm. So like stars still owns the rights. Yep. Um, my my top two though, yep. Uh, two way tie, both Netflix shows. Yep. Um, Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Okay. Yep. We finished it off over the uh, over the holidays. Wrapped up. Did you finish it yet? Nope. It no, I'm still two. Wraps one well. Yeah. The song that plays in the denouement is terrible, but otherwise it wraps well with not necessarily a like everything is okay, but just a like it ends. And you're like, oh, okay. Like I guess the characters now need to deal with this. You know, really? like
2: I, I have read that the ending was like an atrocity and that you should not finish watching the show because no. it was so dumb. I think huh. they're wrong. Maybe I it. listened to random internet people too soon.
1: Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that the, the movie, uh, the the show does, does kind of go out a way to, I mean, which I think it sort of has to is they, without, without neutering the house, they make the house manageable to the characters who have experienced it, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of people were like, you never would. And I was like, I don't know, man. Just that. Thing. Okay, okay.
2: The hanging episode where you finally figure out oh, who wait, the hanging girl the is. Lady is. Was that? fucking um, so good or amazing. what? So good. Her, her dropping through time over and over like, and
0: over. Like, yeah. yeah. Spoilers.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 sorry exactly. about that, guys. Yeah, but exactly. Well, we didn't say who it was. Just we said her dropping over and uh-huh. over and over. Yeah. 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 Yes. A lot of a lot of good stuff. The uh, I don't even want to spoil it, but there's like. Don't spoil it. It was but, great. Yeah, I know, what I'm saying but like there's like a couple lines of dialogue in the in the finale and stuff that are just like very good. Like I guess it a little it leans a little into the like the characters are okay now, but I'm like but you kind of feel that they're not really okay. <laughs> like, you know, like it's just like they're just they've dealt with this current crisis. Is I feel the how the ending kind of wraps it was up. Was there other one
2: Bojack Horseman season five? No, the other one was Maniac. Oh, Maniac. I completely forgot about Maniac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, Maniac. Maniac um, was. I'm, I'm shocked so you didn't
3: we talked about Maniac last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We
1: don't need to unhash Maniac.
3: Not not Atlanta. You fucking love that show.
1: I do love Atlanta, but I haven't finished the most recent season. Atlanta's a tough sell on Sarah. All right. She's like she's into it, but it's not all it's not a it's not a throw on any time. And I mean and I don't and I don't falter for it because like I need to sit like Atlanta. Even though it is like a thirty-minute comedy, you need to sit down and watch it. Yeah. Like like it's a it's a devote all your attention to. So it fits in that time slot of thirty minutes of like kind of disposable watch down. But you need to watch it like you're watching a full Maniac. show. So yeah,
2: huh? Like you're watching Maniac, where yeah. it all matters and it's all really interesting. Yeah, like yeah. Every scre- every image is a painting. Yeah, BoJack Horseman season five. Like um, I, I don't know if it was the best of the seasons, but it was definitely top-notch TV to me. Hilarious and sad and fucked up and mm-hmm. and still oddly compelling for a, a show about anthropomorphized animals. Yeah, so this is
1: super funny about Bojack because Bojack uh, Horseman season five is much more about his substance abuse. Yeah. Oh, right. um, and it was funny. I was like, mm. I was like, I don't, know. I don't know if this season like, resonated with me as much as, as much as last season. And Sarah was just sort of like, but to be fair, you have way more of a history of a messed up relationship with your mom than you do with substance abuse. And I was like, fair. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because season four is very much about a messed up relationship For with sure. his mom. For season sure. five touches on it a little bit. The eulogy episode. Yep. Oh, yeah. Man. A yeah. whole
2: 30 minute episode where he's just talking at the screen. Like As just delivering no, a No eulogy. cutaways, no flashbacks. nothing.
3: Yeah. Yeah. They're good. On TV, I want to throw in a few things that are family friendly that are also really, really good. Glow season two. Uh, not season friendly, but man, that fucking episode. <laughs> Probably my favorite episode of TV. The
1: episode of it, with the, the show with show. Michelle a so show. Good. The show within a they they good. They, 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 they finally, after two seasons of Glow, uh... Get a TV show get, filmed. But they but well but also they instead of like most of Glow they're filming and stuff and it's always like and that's the end of the take and then they get on with the show. But they do an entire episode of the show Glow that they're making. So right, it's like right. like the terrible wrestling show that they're extra terrible that they're actually putting together. It's like filmed VHS style, it's a square, not a rectangle, like on a crappy quality, mm-hmm. and you get to watch a whole episode of Glow. Yeah. Which is delightful, I think, especially to Scott and, and I.
3: And risky. I feel like that's risky for a show that I think it's is less ris- appealing to a wrestling f- audience.
1: I feel it's less risky in the Netflix era where you can like, it's half an hour and the next one's already there. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like if it'd be way riskier on network yeah, where yeah, you'd be like, this happened. is, you don't get to watch another episode for a week.
3: And that was it. And you can change the channel and you might be just be flipping by if you're that. Yeah. yeah you might not know what you're watch watching. You can channel surfed in late or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Family ne- Netflix has a couple of, a few really really good shows. Uh Voltron season 7 came out this year and that fucking show still has me riveted. Open Netflix g- has made 7 seasons of Voltron? Yeah, and they're all really really wow. good. And o- openly gay characters in a kids show, right? Yep. Yep. And uh every season is better than the last mm-hmm. and that show is risky and and, and has really good writing and really good storytelling for, uh, giant robots that fight alien monsters in space. Mm -hmm. Um, Shira, the reboot that came out this year Mm -hmm. has been really, really good and amazingly funny in a way that it has no business being and talks about weird, abusive childhood upbringings at the same time. Cause Adora who turns into Shira is fucking raised by shadow weaver and is completely manipulated by her all through her childhood. Okay. And, deals with that trauma in a story that is about Chira, the princess huh, of power. Kind of weird Hilda, which is a Netflix TV show about a girl who lived in a magical countryside, who moves into a city and still sees magic when everyone else kind of ignores it. Was like this weird sleeper just kind of slid into Netflix. Sounds like a Miyazaki film. Yeah, a little. It <laughs> is like a uh, an Irish version of a Miyazaki film, <laughs> a lot like um uh, spirited Away sp- Kind of Spirited Away But a little lighter and fluffier And if you're looking for something to watch as a kid Lighter and fluffier than Spirited Away Pretty fluffy No, Spirited be. Away has some like It has dark moments Nightmare, yeah. nightmare <laughs> fuel in that movie Yeah Hilda doesn't but really But I'm like,
1: there's that. the dust bunnies And there's the cat bus. And then it's there's the parents no, that no, turn into Catbus to is Totoro is, um,
3: Totoro Totoro, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so are the dust bunnies And even that has and dark And I'm thinking dirt. of Totoro Yeah, that has super dark moments in it Yeah, yeah, but it's still pretty fluffy It's probably a little bit closer to Totoro Than anything else But yeah
1: Spirit Away had the dust bunnies. No. Or maybe. More, li- more like more like secretive. Cuz the haunted ha- it's like the haunted thing in the back, right? That's that's Totoro that's also. Totoro also. Man. <laughs> uh, and Harvey- Howl's Moving Castle. <laughs> There's a moving castle right at the end.
3: Maybe maybe a little bit closer to like Kiki's Delivery Service okay, if we're yeah, looking yeah. at Miyazaki. It's, okay. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, there is magic and it's there and look, these city kids have forgotten about it and now they have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. If you get you guys would probably like it cuz I really like this show. Mm-hmm. More than just a show I could watch with my kids. Yeah, um, Harvey Beaks and the Kids of Harvey Street. Two different sh- shows, but both kid-friendly shows that are Netflix and that are Harvey-centric, produced. and they're fucking funny. They are kids shows that are hysterically written. Hmm. And having gone through a lot of the stuff that I used to watch as a kid, trying to expose it to my my boy. Uh, a lot of the writing is really garbage from the fucking 80s. Yeah, dude. And, and there are, like, He-Man weird, is awful. There are, like, weird moments where it hits it out of the park, but a lot of it is just treading water, and both of these shows are genuinely trying to be good every episode.
1: If we're doing not brand new shows, I also would be remiss if I did not mention that Adventure Time wrapped up in 2018, mm. and the series finale made me cry. Aww. Yeah, and, and also, again, it was a better finale than... Launching of Hill House. Like, probably, like, up there, if, if... I mean, obviously, I'd just seen it, so I don't necessarily have a ton to compare it to. Mm-hmm. But, like, off the top of my head, if I was saying, like, best series finales, like, makes a run for among the best series finales. Like, wow. to wrap on a show that ran, like, 10 years long, I think it was 13 seasons. Over it was 10, all over the place. Yeah, and just, like, all over the map. And just, like, it took its time in the fact that, like, season 8, 9, and 10, or whatever the heck it was, like, the last three seasons took their time to wrap up a lot of stories knowing they were building Mm -hmm. to an end so they like Marceline's story wraps somewhere in season eight let's say but it's like but they still like they character wrap on a lot of people leaving them with just like now we need to like wrap on Finn so it's not like it's not stuff coming everywhere in the series finale you're like a lot of people have had their character like Mm wrap and you're like and now you're like how does Finn kind of Okay, so they have the time to like dedicate to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A A plus, A plus, all around. Uh, hmm. Come along with me. Like the final episode is, I think the like last season is like ten episodes, and the final episode I think is like an hour and a half or something. Jeez, like, yeah. super good, super good. Um, yeah. And yeah, except Glow Season 2, I think, was my my other not brand new show, but I think just a lot of fun that I watched. But yeah, man, that this is why like I was looking at this list and then I was like, wow. When Netflix was like it's increasing its money, I was like, I'm kind of okay with that. Like, if all the best shows are on Netflix mm-hmm. I I also have a weird factoid of television in twenty eighteen. Okay. Uh while researching this episode. Uh popular show This Is Us, which is just mm-hmm. like manipulates your heartstrings. Uh had a character who So the show The show takes place in, like, multiple timelines, uh, but not, like, multiple timelines. It takes place in, like, present day and then, like, high school age of the same characters and kid age of the same characters. Hmm. So, like, they often talk to stories where it's, like, sort of, like, through the memory. Like, the kids are having this memory as it impacts their current days, lives, whatever. Sure, sure, sure. I've watched a little bit of This Is Us. Sarah's, Sarah's watched it all, but uh, just... Plays cash money with, like, emotional pullings. Anyway, so the entire show for three seasons has a father figure in both the, like, high school and the child storyline, and he is dead in the present time. Right. So the show is, like, held... The it, moment of his death. Held the moment of his death, like, secret for, like, three seasons. Everyone's just sort of talking. I mean, it makes sense, right? In your day-to-day, you don't, like... Talk about how your dad died. Maybe you don't want to think about it. If yeah, it I mean, no
0: like, problem, like yeah. absolutely
1: dad is gone, but, like, you're yeah. not going to sit there conversationally and be like, remember how dad died? Like, that's not a thing that you talk about. Sure. So the show finally revealed this year how the patriarch of the family died, and it was because the crockpot... That they had on the slow cooker, like shorted out on the slow cooking, caused a fire, and he died in a fire. And Crockpot had a marked, like, drop of sales. Uh. And market, <laughs> market analysts, in fact, like Instapots, which are now, like, very, very popular, yeah. and also don't have to, like, provide slow cooking alternatives, but in, like, what, 45 minutes, so you don't sure, have to sure. have it on when you're not at home. Like, they attribute Instapot's spike in success to the fact that Crockpot killed this beloved character. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious yeah <laughs> like and apparently it's like like market analysts are like yeah man the show had crock pot because it's a, a slow cooker that you plug in and leave on all day like people and because of that show viewed it as as like a safety risk i was like hilarious wow we've been yeah.
2: watching together the last season of american horror well, story the most reason, neither of us
1: wanted to but that was the 2017 oh, right, you're right, american right, horror right horror story. we're not 2018 is apocalypse yeah so yeah, I would have given 2017 American Horror Story, maybe not. Uh, it wasn't 2016. Roanoke was better, I think. Yeah, Roanoke was better. This is pretty fun. Yeah. Um,
2: video games. Um, I like. I feel terrible, but I have been playing Dungeon Crawl Stone Soup all day, every day for the last year. Sure, really I've been, been playing anything else. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna Go, go play. back on the last episode. <laughs> but um, man, I don't know why this simple little game is continuing to grab me. It's just, it's like, it's super challenging. It's different every time. You set up your own like. It's just a big dungeon, you put your little man, in and you run through the dungeon. It's just, it's, it's like, it's in, it's like rapturous. Scott, your most played game is Pokemon Go.
3: Uh, no, Lords Mobile. Oh, it's yeah, Lords Mobile, like it's, Legend of the Red Dragon. No, it's a castle building war game. Okay, yeah. build up your castle, build up your magic powers, build up your troop armies, fight each other.
1: And it's not pay to win.
3: It's a little bit, but I'm a free-to-play player, and I have a very respectable castle and a very respectable guild. There gonna, are a lot of players. I'm going to pay $500 and kill it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> go go for it. But Worth it. <laughs> stuff still takes time, even yeah. if you are uh pay-to-win. Uh-huh. Um, it's also nicely social. I have friends that I've made through this game that I play in my guild with, and yeah. Yeah, I would say that it's like I... a fun little castle game, and because it's like strategic, it's not have to be on all the time.
0: Yeah,
3: um, and there's no ads in it. is weird because I've started playing it to get some bonus content, like if you from reach this game. level from another game. Mm-hmm. And there's no, there's none of that in oh. the game. So mm. they make all of their money from their players and not from from advertising the game. Because cool. I've never seen an ad in it. Interesting. The
1: other thing that happened... A little bit
3: like Pokemon Go that way. Like, there's no ads yeah, in, yeah.
1: in Pogo. The other thing that happened this year is I got a home virtual reality gaming Oh, toy. yeah. Yeah, it's super fun. Do you use it that much? Uh, I've played it a bunch. Um, the games I played the most of it were Star Trek Bridge Crew, oh, yeah. which absolutely does not need to be in virtual reality, but it's so fun that it does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's you, you just like you play a role on the bridge of like uh, the 70s, uh, not Enterprise. 60s. But. 60s, a a 60s um, Starfleet ship or whatever, and you just like look around and there's everybody else and they're all in the 70s and you can wave to them and mm-hmm. stuff, which is super fun. Uh, the other games I played, the, I would say so far the best virtual reality game that I've played so far is Wipeout. Wipeout okay. in VR, it's just fantastic. It's like by far probably the most like immersive. It's like a motorcycle game?
3: Wipeout. You ever played Wipeout or like flying race car games with shooting? Like okay. and it's just like, but just like the ability. So just you're in, picture a race car game set to the tune of Atom Bomb, and that's Wipeout. Sa- soundtrack is
1: amazing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, Wipeout XL soundtrack on PlayStation Original is like, God, fantastic. Like anything with like Future Sound of London and Prodigy and Chemical Brothers all in the soundtrack. And amazing. You're like, yeah. And you're space racing and shooting at each other, the best. But yeah, but in virtual reality, it's like so you're in the cockpit, mm-hmm. so which is helps ground you for vomit reasons because you have a, a cockpit. Frame around you. Second of all,
3: yeah, the tracks are 360, right? Yeah, yeah, them. exactly.
1: Like you can do loop de loops, and you're like you're you're a flying like anti gravity race cars, so you're like floating. Awesome. Yeah. But it's just sort of like like people can like come up beside you, and that ability in a racing game to like look and see the car, and like you can like maneuver over and like crash into them, and like that thing that racing games have basically tried to do with ever with but multiple camera looks, to, yeah. but and it's never been normal like you can't like useful you can't press a button and look at the side of your window in any useful variety in ridge race you always right end up hitting a wall yeah exactly just... but when you're actually driving it makes sense you can like look over your shoulders see the dude and like angle off to block him awesome. and, and like look back at the so good. Why there. is there
3: not a space fighter yet? Why is there not a Wing Commander VR? Are, They've been trying to do it in um
1: The uh, other thing that I will say about Wipeout yeah. is that Wipeout, admittedly it's a racing game, so it's on a track, but Wipeout is probably the fastest VR game that I played, where you're like, I like I am flying. Does it and, lag? No, no, no. Nope, there's no like they and they do this cool thing where they have uh, like speed they just, runs. they just blur the sides. You don't need to kind of. You get like a bit of speed yeah. blur, yeah. but uh, they do this thing actually on like the super fast tracks where it's like uh, like a reduced color palette. So you're you're playing on a well rendered but like say four or five color palette, and they they call them like virtual speed test or whatever, sure, sure, sure. just to. Just to crank up the
3: speed, without... because all the blood is rushing from your eyes back into your brain stems. <laughs> yeah, nice or whatever. Colors.
1: But it, but it, like you feel like you're like I am going fast. It's like like a little un- unsettling. Uh, the other one was the Superphone was Beat Saber. Okay. So in Beat Saber, it's a uh, kind of Guitar Hero esque game, but instead of playing guitar, you are holding uh, the manettes in your hand, the the two virtual reality controllers, and they are lightsabers. And things fly at you, and you need to hit in certain direction. Oh,
3: yeah, I saw that. Arrows.
1: <laughs> so it's like... Dsh- and like it, like that's you so you're lightsabering them out of the way. Lightsabering awesome. them out of the way, and but you know like
3: what? you have to use the the like red saber to knock out the red, blocks yeah, like red and the blue saber to knock out and, the blue and
1: and and slash them in the right direction. Right. And uh, this is a game that is uh, amazing, and it has like a great achievement, which is you feel so cool playing it, but you look like a giant nerd. <laughs> like while you're playing, it you're like I'm a samurai, I'm a musical samurai from the outside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like I would, like from watching, you're like no, no, you're you are not a music samurai. You're not a music Jedi samurai (laughs) Uh, but yeah super fun but yeah uh, virtual reality it's getting there I don't think 2018 is the year of VR but I think that like it will be soon yeah exactly that's what I'm saying like four or five years from now I think we're we're gonna just be playing games in VR and they're just gonna be an awful lot of my video game
2: time this year was taken up by the game Gloomhaven which was a board game oh, that yeah. is like a multiplayer dungeon mm-hmm. crawl. Played it with the wife. Multiple characters well, and fans. yeah, me and my girlfriend Debbie, we've been playing the shit out of that game together.
1: You you, you said like probably easily over like 200 hours or something. Oh like? yeah,
2: not even yeah for sure. Like we've played pro, maybe not 200 hours, but we've
1: definitely played like if a session is like four or five hours. No no no, you get you, da- you did you tell me you were doing like two adventures in a night.
2: Yeah, well, when we would get it down faster, because when we were playing with a team of four player, four characters between the two of us, so okay. like two each, it would take like a lot longer. Yeah, yeah, and we eventually trimmed down to each playing only one character, and the two player maps go a lot faster. Okay, oh, yeah. but um, yeah, we've probably played a hundred rounds of it, a hundred games.
0: So even yeah, though, maybe even 200 or Two it might, 200 hours. might be two hundred yeah. hours.
1: That might not be
2: a... sure. Might be so a lot. Of, a lot of my downtime at home is taken up by playing Gloomhaven. yeah. yeah. We talked about this thing on the podcast. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no. Like we Monster Box. It. It. Like it's yeah. amazing. And uh, and just, like, it's, like, still compellingly fun as a little, like, Final Fantasy tactics replica board game. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the, the, the like, we play enough together that we make builds. We're like, okay, you're going to build your character in this way. I'm going to try and work my character in this way to kind of play off each yeah, other's yeah, strengths yeah. and stuff. It's, uh, it's really fun.
0: It's really fun.
1: Yep. Uh, I guess also 2018 games that we played a little bit of was The Mind. The Mind was a 2018 Oh, yeah, that was a
2: great game. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Just play The Mind. <laughs> How um, do you explain that? It's, like, a, like... It, it's getting into an internal sync with uh, with uh, the group of people. It's basically, yeah. the goal is to play cards numbered 1 to 100, uh, but like not all cards numbered up 1 to 100 are played, and you're not allowed to communicate whatsoever. So if I have 1, I want to play it fast. If you have 100, you want to play it way later. And so you just need to, like, looking at Yumi and John, we all have a note card. Like Say we start off with one card in our hand. Yep. It has a number on it. We just need to like look at each other. And then after, like, the right amount of time... Somebody puts down the puts, 25. And then <laughs> I put down the 36, and then you put down the 70, and we're like, yeah. did it. And, and then, then you, you get more and more cards <laughs> in your hand. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. It's so simple, but, like, just... It... And
2: when you're in the zone, there's this weird telepathic communication, <laughs> and it's all about, like, the timing, you know? Like, you learn how other people count. Sarah's so yeah, 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 really exactly. slow. Yeah, exactly. That's it.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. And we had, we had the, the... We were playing... Five players, which or maybe even six, but I think the game "quote unquote" doesn't support. But yeah. like, I mean, whatever. You put as many. There's a hundred num- cards, one to a hundred, and we were on the f- eighth level, which I think is like the final level. Eight of, cards in
2: your hand out of a hundred. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's That's most it. Of
1: and we're playing with Andrew, and we were like, we're just in the mode. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Andrew plays like the forty-five, and then it's like, wait, shit, no! And he had the forty-two. Like he <laughs> like, and He's I was talking. like, I was like. No one, no one ruined this except for you, Andrew. This wasn't like a mistake. We had no lives left. But then I was just like, okay, like I'm like, so we died. But then I was like, just for hits. Everyone play when they would play, and we were like, da 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 da, and finish it off. And I was like, Andrew, God damn it, Andrew! Andrew, you ruined us. <laughs> like if you had just played 42, 45 yourself, everybody else was like, we were. You get into this groove by the time you're at eight cards with a bunch of people. Super fun, super easy. Cool. A plus. Yep. Uh, 2018.
3: You talked about things that made you cry in 2018 was the end of the balance arc of the adventure zone. Didn't make me cry. God damn, I had to stop it on the bus cuz I started Cause crying. Cuz you're a big baby. Wow. Okay. Maybe I should check it out once. The time. D&D podcast. You should check it out just cuz it's a pretty funny D&D podcast. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's super fun. Uh I don't podcast. I don't think it'll make you cry. Yeah. No, I don't think but so. But there either. was something that hit me just just right in the throat. I think
1: I think it did more for you as a non-D&D like or as a non-current D&D player. Like I think it maybe hit you a little bit in like the nostalgias. Oh yeah, yeah it definitely hit. Because I nostalgias. was just sort of like, I mean, hats off to John because one of the most games I played was D and D fifth ed as DM'd by John. Mm-hmm.
0: Thanks, buddy.
2: I think my D and D game has been at new peaks. I think I've been doing better, more interesting stuff with D and D as a as a game than I have in any other point in my D and D career. Almost
1: everyone I tell this game about, they're just sort of like people are like, yeah, but how does it work? And they're like, well, I was like, well, I was like, it's a really good DM. And then they're like, yeah, well, what about like the players? I'm like. It's also, like, players who are just down. Yeah. Like, 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 I don't even think a lot of, like, not to say the word, like, the best. A lot of it is you. You run a very good game and, like, the episodic nature of it. So if you don't know, if you don't read the Big Fish uh, game write-ups on the website, you probably should. But John runs a and d game campaign yep. for us where each session is kind of a standalone adventure. But then there's also kind of an underlying meta arc. A lot like a traditional TV show. Like, if Absolutely. you think, like, X-Files, you're like, there's 20 episodes and only six of them have to do with the meta, meta arc. So yep. that's kind of how you run this game yep yeah uh, but just like it's
2: character focused in a way D games usually don't have they don't like let themselves be yeah. by having a, you know every session has a has an endpoint that is determined before the game begins it has a character who's the star of the night yeah it has like npcs that you know are going to show up because because uh, you know who the star is yeah and then the, it's a timed objective so everybody's like on target or usually yeah. is on target to try and get to that objective so it, you get to do weird stuff with also, the narrative i think
1: Aided heavily by the fact that we came off of a very serious D&D Absolutely. campaign, and we made a bunch of like kind of silly archetypes, yeah. like where it's like there's not there's not a lot to know. Like I think that most people will know how my character reacts in almost any given situation. Like, totally. Same thing with Jaxo and Titus and Loder and Brubax. Like like the stereotypes
2: inter- are being stereotyped up. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. That's it. But but to like a fun like level, I think. Like, Absolutely. I'm I'm just Ooh. I'm playing a half aquatic elf swashbuckling pirate rogue I've, like i have always played that
3: character when i was role playing so half aquatic elf swashbuckling no, like, pirate rogue? this a, a stereotype played up to the to 11 yeah and, and and see how the other characters will react to that i get it it's Yeah. Cool. Uh, but, but
2: this this gives me a chance to like challenge myself because because if the story sucks and it's one night, well, whatever, you know, you fucked yeah, it up, yeah, and it's you, okay. You can, you can go a little on weirder with it. So we've done we've done like like the the Underdark experience. We're mm-hmm. doing the spelljammer. We're doing experience. jamming, you guys. S- three sessions of spelljamming.
1: We also did the Barrier Peaks. We did the expedition to the Barrier Peaks,
2: which I put an enormous amount of work into and was goofy, insane, sci-fi D anD D fun. We played like five, six sessions. Five sessions of the Barrier, the yeah. barrier Peaks. Yeah. Yep. From 1981, was it? One 182, like yeah. It
1: was the first Greyhawk expansion, I want to say, or second Greyhawk expansion. I'm not something sure. Nuts. Yep. Yeah, you should A, read our Big Fish blog, and yep. B, play D&D. John, are
3: you just running them through other D&D games? No,
1: that was for the summertime because uh, we were like, attendance was going to be, John creates his own worlds. All right. So, well, like, spelljammer is no, a setting. Know. Spelljammer is a setting, but you run—you're running a unique spelljammer adventure. Oh
3: yeah, I'm making it it all right, that shit yeah. up. Yeah. 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 If you if you want to drag them over the coals, I have the D and D expansion for the Wheel of Time game. Oh, fuck that! <laughs> I,
2: I I couldn't even get through those books. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't inflict yeah, that on another person. Well, it's D
3: and D rules, right? It's made. When I told people we're D&D,
0: doing spell jamming D20. stuff, they yeah. were
3: like, what? Like and I was like, because
1: there's, there's another dude at work who plays D&D. And like, yeah. He told me about the game. He's like, man, he's like, I don't even know if I would like. He's like, obviously, if you're in a gaming crew, he's like, it's a little different. Because yeah. he's like, he plays with pseudo friends. Spelljammer
3: like. is a TSR 80s nutso expansion. Right? Oh, it's like, really nuts. It's
1: insane. Yeah. It's like, it's crazier than you even think it might yeah. be. I'm a little sad Grandma World didn't win.
3: <laughs> yeah, me too. But, <laughs> oh, yeah, Gamma World was the other one that came out at the same time as Spelljammer. And yeah, yeah, yeah. they were just like,
0: wee! Yeah, because it was it was
1: D anD D wasn't a thing yet. It was just I think it was like a role playing. It was yeah. a role playing template. Like I don't think like oh D anD D was a thing. They were no, 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 no. Dungeons and Dragons as a game was a thing. But I'm just saying, but like right now, if you think of D anD D, you think of like Forgotten Realms and Faerun and like whatever. Like, sure, sure. Like a lot of that mythos and the gods and whatever is like part of D anD D. But like at that point, D anD D was just like a game. <laughs> you know, well, so it was definitely no, less AD and
3: D was there, and they were they were second heads. They were just trying to spelljammer trying was to so reach.
1: early. Like, I mean, barrier peaks is definitely like they did not know what D and D was. Like,
3: no, yeah, they were just
2: they were just throwing making shit content because it's like it's fine. Yeah.
1: Like, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, spelljammer stuff was a little bit later. I think but even I think both of those come out after. But after R.A. Salvatore... And, uh, well, hold uh, it,
2: Barrier Peaks was, like, way early. It was 70s? 79, yeah. I think it was. No, I mean, Spelljammer and, and *Gamble*. Spelljammer World. is way later. It's Come, come out after Greyhawk and yeah. after
3: yeah. Forgotten Realms. Like, they they knew what D&D was at that point, and they were trying to... Yeah, it still started in 89, yeah, I
1: guess. Yeah. I wonder what they were trying to happen.
2: But outside. what's great about this, like, we're doing, it's like, imagine it's like a TV show, you know, you have a season, you have three episodes where people are doing the Spelljammer thing, so everybody knows that it's not, it's not going to be forever, we can kind of like get our feet wet having some fun in that campaign setting, and as soon as it's boring, we're not going to do it anymore. Yeah, exactly. Which means the game is going to be fresh. Yep.
1: Yeah. like, bye. Anyway, I, I'm
2: feeling good about challenging myself as a DM to do the, this crazy game. I'm having a lot of fun. Also, yeah. I mean,
1: I think the thing that we don't, I think, draw enough attention to in our vlogs is you also put a... Crap ton of work into the downtimes. Yep. Like try. Uh, yeah. Like so, we get to have like submit little downtime options in
2: between yeah, sessions. Like
3: Ravenloft had already come out way before that too.
2: Not like, way before. Not... Ravenloft was like in response to Vampire the Masquerade, right? Like it was ninety one or something. Yeah, it wasn't that late.
1: Spelljammer predates Ravenloft, Ravenloft by for a sure. Year. For sure, for Whoa. sure. Yeah, 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 Spelljammer's 89, Ravenloft debut is 1990. Yeah, cray cray. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's earlier than you think, is what I'm saying. Like, it's like, the other one, uh, Gamma World is the other one that is much earlier than you think.
3: Uh, Gamma, Gamma World, I'm pretty sure, is close to Spelljammer. I remember the ads for both of them in comic books yeah, together.
2: Yeah. Or in Dragon Magazine.
0: Gamma were, you, were you not nerdy enough to get? Incorrect, sir.
1: Incorrect. You what? might be thinking of Gamma World like third or fourth edition because the first edition of Gamma World is 1978. Whoa! Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. the Gamma World, especially, they were just sort of like whatever. We have rules for adventures, radiation and spaceships, or so like radiation <laughs> and laser guns. The end. Like they, they were not like. Oh my God! Look at the Gamma World second edition cover, dude. Just look at the second. It's like a dude on a horse with a lance, and there's mutants down there, and they're like,
2: "Who cares?" That's like gentlemen Broncos wow. right there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> sick, sick reference, bro. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. I talked a little bit about some of the live shows I saw. Okay. Uh, absolutely, Gorillas was a highlight. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the other show that I wanted to drop reference to, I was like, I actually kind of think about some of the live shows that I saw. Sure. Um. Montreal band the Wolf Parade uh, were playing the Santa Teresa Music Festival in the spring. The Santa Teresa Festival kind of got rained out, and they quickly relocated the most as many shows as they could from the festival to like weird bars and stuff in Saint Teresa. Huh. So I ended up going to see Wolf Parade in like a tiny little dive bar in Santa arrays that maybe had a capacity of a few hundred people. And was like legitimately one of the best like concert going experiences. They're fucking ever. amazing. I yeah. love Wolf Parade. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. like dope band, like and, and big enough that you would not get to see them in a four or five hundred person venue sure. anymore. Cool. Like Wolf Parade. I don't know
2: if that's true. Didn't they break up for a few years and the new they, Yeah, but they of... would still immediately
1: at least get back together to club soda size. Right, right, right. You know, like they would still they would play to like a, maybe a two thousand person thousand person venue minimum. Like and I say four or five hundred might be generous, maybe two hundred people. Mm-hmm. Like just like a tiny like almost the equivalent like, if you imagine that there was no wall separating Maz bar, that's, like, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, sure, yeah. Sure. like if you imagine that the pool uh the pool area was also dance floor, mm-hmm. and <laughs> then
2: remember Maz, no Maz bar, yeah,
1: exactly, but yeah, well, yeah uh. wolf, wolf parade and gorillas, I think were my two uh show highlights, Oceaga was pretty good this year, Oceaga had the fun thing of there were no bands. That I was super excited to see, but a bunch of bands that I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. So, like, I got to see Jungle, got to see Sylvan Esso, got to see Toss. Well, they good. Sylvanesso? Yeah. Sylvan Esso are very good live. Like, really? it's, just, it's just the two of them. It's just yeah. the dude and the girl. And they, they jam off each other real well. Interesting. Um, got to see get live work. on Heavy Montreal. Which you loved. <laughs> <laughs> Which I loved. We talked about that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, about the Eventco did a really good job. Next year, man, I was half uh, thinking about skipping Heavy Montreal. The only
3: thing I saw was 77 Montreal. 77. And I had a fucking great time at that one. Me first? <laughs> Me first, plus the benefit of the the guy that you heard. Yeah. It's still the best story of <laughs> the concert. It's only covered. <laughs> what are they doing? I don't.
1: They suck. It's the best. Uh, the other, yeah, I was legitimately, I was like, I found Heavy Montreal, not necessarily because I had a bad time at Heavy Montreal. Like I said, Manson was great. Zombie was great. Uh, headliners were all great. Even biscuit the, was great. Biscuit was great. I feel but. like if
3: the three headliners were great, no, but I mean, also like, like s- sleep,
1: that? sleep was, uh, like psychedelic, uh, noise rock stuff were also like really, really good. Um, hammer was fun. <laughs> like, like there were a lot of like good bands that I had a lot of fun in, but I was like, it was just, it's very draining to do 77 heavy than OCR because they're weekends back to back. And I was like borderline, thinking of maybe like skipping heavy this year, hmm. but then it's going to be Slayers retiring and they're playing Ooh. heavy next year. And I was like, Oh, this, this is s-. the last
2: chance to hear rain and blood live.
1: And I've seen, I've seen Slayer live before twice. And I'm like, and every time it's been like the best, like Slayer's one of those bands, right? think you're stupid if you don't see them live. And I was like, I would like to see Slayer. i have to go again. Um, yeah. I mean, I have two other things that I could kind of talk about. Okay. I don't know. we are want to do them real quick? Uh, well, one, I got a little dog. Yep. And two, I actually took a special note about how the world might be getting better. And I have quotes and stuff from Mr. Steven Pinker. So... As Kay. a as a positive thing, I don't know. Let's hear it. Positivity from Mister Stephen Pinker, right? I mean, I thought that I was like, honestly, I thought that uh, some of this 2018 thing might, we might devolve into news of 2018. But we, I don't want to we, talk about we it. We kept ex- exactly. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, this is
3: a year in review of things we we liked, embraced, and whether we liked them or not, we, we were went looking for them
1: yep um and yeah but that that was why I kind of was like i, I prepared myself with uh with an antidote, but we didn't talk about the news, but I could still stop
3: bringing up the news,
1: yep uh Stephen Pinker released a book this year uh I don't know the entire title. It's Enlightenment Now. Enlightenment Now: The Case for Reason, Science, Humanism, and Progress mm-hmm. is a Stephen Pinker book from the. Room. Do you like Stephen Pinker? He wrote uh, The Better Angels of Our Nature,
2: which yep. was talking about how the world is much less violent now than yep. it used to be, and people criticized him heavily, uh, which was kind of his point. He wanted to push buttons with that. Yep. And I think he wrote this book trying to talk about positivity. And I've read some very scathing criticisms of everything inside this book. But I want to hear your positive things uh, anyway. I'm just,
1: I'm like, and and again, and I don't. Admittedly, also, like, this book came out in 2018, so there might be certain things uh, that are less true now than they were (laughs) Like, right where they talk about, like, the carbon intensity. Like, he talks about the carbon intensity numbers being down that I don't know if they still are after 2018. Um, But, yeah, he's like, the carbon intensity, the amount of carbon... Uh, release per dollar GDP has been falling almost everywhere, like across the planet, mm-hmm. and I think America is one of the only places that it isn't. Yep. But I mean, but still, there's an entire planet out there. Uh, you did talk about the better angels of our nature. Life expectancy has been rising mm-hmm. overall. Uh, there's also actually Just not in America where it is actually falling correct yeah. but again we're talking about a planet here it's not true. america it's america i think is going to hell in a handbasket but stephen pinker says that there's a whole planet out there <laughs> and overall we're doing that's better. not what hollywood says <laughs> yeah exactly uh accidental deaths are way down okay uh car okay. crashes lightning strikes all that stuff because like, of just security sure protocols sure. Ac- work, workplace deaths are way down mm-hmm. uh leisure time is up like uh you talked about this not on the podcast when we talked about the difference of our experiences, we're like our grandparents literally had to pick up coal, yeah, from like that fell off of trains so that so they, they could, could warm the house their house because they were too poor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That. That's it. Like we have six to ten hours more free a week than our parents did. I have a lot more than that. Let me tell you. <laughs> but go on. Yeah. <laughs> um. Like d- again, despite like what they they, they talk about, uh, he apparently talks a lot about like the news news system providing noise to outliers, mm-hmm. where they're talking about like while the Minority of people who don't believe these things are louder. Uh, general like tolerance, feminism, racism is actually in the decline. Mm-hmm. It's just the people who are against those things are making as much noise as they can. So it seems like bigger. I don't know. I, I think that it's... there's a good point there. Michael Moore in his film from this year, Fahrenheit 119, yeah.
2: mentions that um, America is in fact a socialist nation. Mm -hmm. The majority of people support socialist policies. a majority of people support Medicare for all. a majority of people support, you know, ending the wars, whatever. That stuff just doesn't get into the media because the media is paid for by the people who want the wars and want the.
1: So uh, Pinker talks about the power of bad news being magnified. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a mental habit that psychologists like to call the availability heuristic. Okay. which is people tend to estimate the probability of an event by means of the ease with which instances come to mind. So if in a 24-hour news cycle they're always talking about terrorism, you think terrorism is likely to happen to you. It's not. Well yeah. that's,
3: that's exactly my experience with having a kid. I work at a Montreal Children's Hospital. I see more kids. <laughs> no, seriously, I see more kids than than all of you. Oh, yeah. Put together. Day in, day yeah. out. I, yeah. I see hundreds and hundreds of children. Mm-hmm. They're all fucking sick. Every kid in the city is sick. Right. My kid is going to get sick. It's a weird twist. I was way worse when I worked in the operating room. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, but that's it. But it's like... If you ever it's like propose...
3: I, I see hundreds of kids every week that come in and need surgery because every kid needs a surgery. What yeah. happened to this world? When right. I was a kid, every kid I went to exactly. school I didn't need surgery. That's awesome. And there was like a mental exercise that I had to do. Yeah. I had to put the work in to separate what I did at work versus the 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 regular percentages of the population. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Separating myself from that, it, I fucking totally get that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but he also, he talks about, he's just sort of like, again, you don't want to downplay mass shootings. These are tragedies. But he's like, there were more medical breakthroughs in 2017 than there were mass shootings. And mm. there were a lot of mass shootings, but he's like, there were even more medical breakthroughs. Mm-hmm. Not to... Not to say it's an apple's no, t- no, 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 apple yeah, situation, yeah. but he's like, and he's like, and then he also talks about the sin of ingratitude. they
3: didn't get 24 hour news cycle Yeah,
1: coverage. like the, 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 he talks about the sin of ingratitude. He's like, how much thought have you given lately to Carl uh, Landsteiner? Go on. Carl Landsteiner? Anyone? No. Nope. Anyone? No. Nope. Anyone? No. Nope. Uh, they're like, Carl who? Pinker says. Yeah. Uh, he only saved billions of lives by his discovery of blood groups. He's the guy who realized that there's like blood types and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you're just sort of like, we don't celebrate that, but he's like saved. Think about how much that must have revolutionized medicine. You give someone blood, and you're like, uh-oh, because the you're blood red. type is not correct. Right? <laughs> you know? Like, that literally is, like, a foundation of modern medicine, and that guy is not a household name. But, totally. like, kill a bunch of people, and, like we, know, like, we know John Wayne Gacy. Yep. And he did not kill that many people.
2: They don't make movies about this guy. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So, anyway,
1: that was a... Uh, Whereas Gacy
2: had two movies
1: come out this year. <laughs> <laughs> this year, <laughs> right. like, you know? <laughs> this year. <laughs> exactly. So, anyway, so, yeah, that was a... Uh, i and, and I, I buy that I mean mm-hmm. I, I, I buy that the news cycle makes things worse than they are Oh not, absolutely. not, not to say that it, there are not atrocities and terrible things going on, but I mean, I think that there are things that we can celebrate like we talked about that in the we've definitely talked about this podcast a couple years ago where it's like it is the safest time to be alive for sure like, oh, is yeah. like by a significant margin so the
2: three of us probably have never murdered somebody to protect our loved ones or our children. I don't think we've even witnessed a murder.: I' pretty sure the of three
3: of us have fillings <laughs> just yeah just, I don't just imagine imagine having a cavity as a as someone in your 30s and maybe dying and <laughs> and that might be going septic and it always hurts yeah it
1: always hurts and it could just get up into your spinal fluid and kill you cavities hooray cavities, right? <laughs> like
3: fucking fillings so
1: anyway so maybe there is hope for 2019 oh i mean and i think the other thing that i wanted to talk about possibly on our last regular episode uh i've funded the correspondent and i guess maybe we'll talk about that because i think they should have content for us in 2019 i don't know i don't know if you funded it or not or uh, looked into it but yeah did you read into it no anyway so yeah it is a an independent news thing where they're like we want to be ad free we want to offer like editorial context we want to like contextualize and whatever it's german right uh it comes from dutch i believe i think it's the netherlands who did it germany has done a a spinoff Okay. of their correspondent or whatever the heck it is. And I think it's Dutch, if I'm not mistaken. But it's like this um, news media, uh, I guess, philosophy more than anything else that is just focused on like like covering news but also contextualizing, contextualizing news. Reminds me a lot, if you read their mission statement, of kind of what they do in the newsroom but for real. Where if they're like, yeah, we're going to talk about this thing and we're going to talk about it quite a bit but we're not going to sensationalize it. We're going to talk about what is going on why this happened what corporations were involved what like all this stuff so excellent I don't know I tossed them 25 bucks for the year and they hit their little financing goal so I'll see what kind of content they make and we'll talk back about it maybe things aren't as bad as they seem 2019 things to look forward to
3: 2019 your things kid's gonna to go to grade
1: to... one he's gonna go to real school
3: yep he's gonna start learning like real things subtraction like X-Men oh man I can't wait for my kid to start reading yeah <laughs> he's, he's close there. He's 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 phonicsing stuff out now, but soon it's going to be it. stories, Get into and it. I I can't wait for that. What
1: ta- what age did you guys start like reading? Reading uh,
3: about five.
1: Yeah, three. Yeah, I was Something I I, was I don't know young. I don't necessarily when I when I was learning to read, but I remember grade grade one I was reading at a grade six level. I was reading from the grade six shelf in grade mm-hmm. one. So if your kid if your kid guns if, he, if your kid guns for it in the next year, man, yeah. he could be he could be reading Claremont by uh, by the end of twenty nineteen. <laughs> Ooh, it's gonna be good. I really hope he's into comics. <laughs> really hope he's just gonna be like, no, Dad, I'm into. What what is the one thing that your kid being into would be like a deal breaker? By deal breaker,
2: I mean like, on like him
3: a, a disappointment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not Rob, a disappointment. Rob
2: Lowe what's his name? the The artist who did. Um... Rob, Rob Liefeld's Liefeld? my favorite. Rob artist. Liefeld. That's it. You <laughs> yeah. know, I've actually
3: I've actually come around to Rob Liefeld. Really? Yeah. I've thought this about Captain it America. And
1: does and need one. two spoons.
3: <laughs> Captain America does need spoons. <laughs> That's, that's, uh, you're going to have to tune into the next podcast to get into my thoughts on Rob Liefeld. Okay. About
1: 2019, things to look forward to. Yeah.
2: Kiddo um, reading, I think, is a big one. I'd be I very... went to a, uh, a class at the SPCA about, um, fostering dogs. Ooh. So Deb and I, I think, are going to get a dog in January. Nice. And we're going to foster and take care of old, sad dogs that nobody loves. It's a lot
1: of work. My brother does that. My brother fosters a lot of old, sad dogs. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, it's cool. Yeah, exactly. I mean... I, I'm hoping for a return to status quo. I feel 2019 has been tumultuous.
3: I don't know. I feel like 2018, I just kind of did stuff my way. You know? Keep it up. Or the highway? Keep, keep that right up. No, like... I, I read what I wanted to read. I, I watched what I wanted to watch. I played sports, even though I'm the oldest way. dude on my team. My way or the highway. Don't let him This be. time, right. I'm I'm going i am it. I was it back to Limp Bizkit. I <laughs> went to a punk rock festival at 40. And <laughs> yeah, dude, it was awesome. It was fine. I had a great time. And I, it Fuck it. I'm going if, to, if it feels good, do it. Yeah. Good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm looking for mellowing out. My job was kind of in fluctuation. Sarah's job was kind of in fluctuation. Dog was sick, which was like a whole thing. I'm hoping the dog just... Stays healthy, my job settles down, Sarah's job settles down, and we just chill. I'm looking for 20 Just chill. Just chill. There was a lot of a lot of bumps on 2018, I think. Well, see you guys next year. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends all about this show and other shows on the network. Bye!